Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It also happens to be Holocaust Remembrance Day. So I invited back on the show our next guest, Michael Frank because he wrote a book called 100 Saturdays, which has already won two Jewish book awards. And it's a beautiful story. And as we remember the Holocaust, and we are sad, and we should be, and we should learn many, many lessons from cowardice and bigotry. And they need to be with us all the time. But I invited Michael Frank back on because today's a very special day for him, because he's actually going to be accompanied by the woman whom he wrote about in 100 Saturdays. Michael Frank, welcome back to the Lisa Wexler Show. Hi. Hi. How are you, Lisa? Thank you for having me. Sure. It's a pleasure. So just tell our audience a little bit quickly, 100 Saturdays, what's it about? Well, 100 Saturdays is uh, a book I wrote after spending 100 Saturdays, actually more, spread over six years in the company of Stella Levy, who was 92 when I first met her and is turning 100 this spring in May, she is one of the few remaining survivors of the Juderia of the island of Rhodes. This was the neighborhood where uh, her community had lived for half a millennium after their expulsion from Spain. They were Sephardic Jews growing up in the eastern Mediterranean on this beautiful paradise of an island in a world that in some ways had its foot one foot in the 19th century and one in the 20th. And, of course, they had a major collision with the most regrettable uh, events of mid-century when in the uh, summer of 1944, so late in the war that the Allies were already reclaiming Italy. Italy had colonized Rhodes in 1923, the year Stella was born. The order came from the Germans, who had seized the island from Italy the previous fall, that they would like to round up these 1,700 Jews on the island, most of them old people and young women like Stella because the young men in the community had already left to seek their fortunes abroad. And they deported them. They took them on a transport that lasted almost three weeks Mm. by boat and then train to Auschwitz. It was the longest of all the deportations measured by either time or geography and really in some ways, I think, one of the most surreal of the entire war experience. 
90% of them were murdered upon arrival, and Stella was among the 10% of the survivors. She was liberated in 1945. And how old was she then? She was, she's 100 She was now. Uh, in 45. She was born in 23. She was 22 when she was liberated. And All as right. I say, she's turning 100 this year. And she is still with it enough to talk about her experience. Oh, my God. She's remarkable. I've never seen or been in the company of a brain or a memory with so much reach and such insight still. And the fascinating, one of the many fascinating things about Stella is, well, first of all, she never wanted to present herself as a spokesperson for uh, the Holocaust. She didn't want to see herself, present herself, describe herself as a victim. She was very reluctant, in fact, to tell me the story of her time in the camps. We spent many years, many hours Instead, talking about the mystery and the magic, the wonders, the fascination, the details of her childhood and youth in this far-flung community. And only after we developed a certain amount of trust between us and built a certain friendship was she willing to talk about the camp experience. And the thing that's interesting about her, Lisa, is that even now at 100, she's still rethinking, reconsidering, reviewing. She's never held a fixed idea about what happened to her, other than, of course, that it was atrocious. But she's tried to figure out how to place it in the course of her long and eventful life. And it's really beautiful to see someone still actively thinking when she's nearly a century of age. And she obviously was able to fight off severe depression uh, and insanity despite this experience, because she went on to live this long, amazing life, which is also something to be thought about and studied and wondered about. Absolutely. I mean, I think when we talk about the Holocaust and we talk about uh, people's times in the camps, I think it, I do think after my experience with Stella anyway, that it's really helpful to also understand their life before and the life that they were able to build for themselves, or maybe in some cases not build for themselves afterward. And let's remember that in a life that's gone on for 100 years, there are many different colors and textures and themes that run mm-hmm. through it. Yeah. And the Holocaust comes and goes in Stella's thinking and in, and in her psychology. It's, it's not a simple topic, you know. No, it isn't. And did she ever, after leaving Auschwitz, did she ever go back to Rhodes? You know, uh, the first thing to say in response to that is that there not a single uh, member of the community, there were about 190-something of them who survived, went back to live full-time on the island. And I think that says a great deal. I think the erasure of that community virtually overnight in July of 1944 was so consequential and so uh, profound that none of these young people could think of returning to what? To, what? to empty mm-hmm. buildings, to empty right. streets. Right. Stella did return after 34 years in 1977 with a friend of hers she made in New York, where she's lived ever since she moved here after the war. And friendships have been the anchor and the centerpiece of Stella's life. And this young man, uh, Etchi Ullman, con- convinced her. He, he was Turkish himself. He had heard parts of her story. He said, I think it's really time for you to return and face these ghosts. And he took her there. And it was not an easy experience for her, but I think it was a really important one from everything I can uh, understand, because she began to integrate Rhodes into her life again, in a certain conditional way, of course, never full-time, but she would travel there when she had to go to Italy for work, 
uh, when um, uh, a group of people got together and decided to restore the synagogue, which was right across the street from the house she grew up in. She contributed to that. She helped organize a small museum that is a beautiful museum that is next to the synagogue today. She helped uh, conceive of and establish a memorial there, which is a, a very fascinating object. It's like a book with pages that turn, and on each of them are the names of all of the members of the community who were deported. So in a way, I think there is this kind of integration that happened from her visits there. But I don't want to be on record saying, Lisa, and I don't think anyone should, that there's any one way to recover from or integrate an experience like the one Stella had. You know, did Stella go on to get married and have children of her own, Michael? She did. She married. Uh, she, it was not a long marriage, and she had a son named John. And as I say, she has a rich world of friendship and and interconnection. That's one of the themes I've noticed more and more as I've thought about Stella and seen her in action. She grew up in this tightly knit, interconnected world. Mm -hmm. That's what it was in the Judea. They were all related to each other. They knew each other. They were of the same background. Um, but she's not interested in being in only that kind of a, a small and, and uh, cohesive world now, but she has created for herself a rich world of, of people. And I think that must have something to do with her openness to other people that, that started when she was young. Mm -hmm. Michael Frank, thank you so much. The book, 100 Saturdays, has garnered wide acclaim, including winning two Jewish Book Awards. Congratulations for that. It's a beautiful volume. It, it just reads beautifully and easily. And I want to thank you for introducing us to this formerly unknown chapter um, as we commemorate Holocaust Remembrance Day, and frankly, you know, on our show, we never really forget it. So lessons to be learned every single day. Thank you so much, Lisa. Let's all remember that there are still stories to be heard from that period. They are still coming to us, and we should be open to receiving them, hearing them, and then retelling them so, so that we remember what happened. Absolutely. Michael Frank on The Lisa Wexler Show. Thank you so much. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 